Hello and welcome to High Jinx, the podcast where we make the necessary unnecessary. I am Joe, one of two people involved in this particular show. I'm joined today by Noah. Noah, better party trick, kicking a 20-yard field goal or punting a ball in the air 60 yards? What kind of party has 60 yards to work with? It's an estate. You know, you live next to, uh, you never been to a party next to like a track, a track and field place? That's a very specific party, but I would say if you've got 60 yards and can punt a ball 60 yards, do it. Now, if you're in a neighborhood, the neighbors may not appreciate getting a a football punted in their yard, but 20-yard field goal, I feel like I could do that. I cannot punt a ball 60 yards, I'm sure of it. Wait a second. You're telling me you think you could make a 20-yard field goal? Yeah. Okay, I think we should set this up. Uh, are we hiking the ball? Are you going to kick off a tee? Off a tee, I'll give it to you, I think, maybe. But you got to hit it through, through the upgrades. I, I do think that's harder to do. At that height, you mean? Or the, the uh, direction? Both. Like the, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. the both. I, don't, you know, I think it's pretty hard to kick a football in, in the air 20, 25 yards. But not 60 yards? Well, that's punting the ball. That's also crazy hard. So I think punting the ball is the better party trick because it's more mesmerizing. It's in the air. It's going further. Sure, there's no accuracy involved. The field goal, I think it's, in a way, be more difficult because you have to get it through the uprights. It seems very, very hard. Well, you also need uprights. Visually mesmerizing. Yeah, this, I I mean, I want an invite. I want an invite to the party that is on the football field. It's got to be on a football field. I mean, you, you got to have both. You got to have the space. You got to have uprights. I bet you can rent a local football field. You should look into it. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. We should look into that. I mean, how expensive could it be? Hey, it's a Thursday happy hour. Kim, or is yeah. anyone using your football field? Yeah, we need to test a couple of these party tricks. Let's make some friends with uh, some people who own a football field. Do you have any friends like that? I could uh, reach out to Jerry Jones. Oh, you know, you know, Jerry Jones. I've heard him on the radio. I don't like to brag about it, but yeah, we, we went to school together. (laughs) You and Jerry Jones shop at the same supermarket. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Piggly Wiggly. All right, let's get to our next segment. Where is our mind? Noah, what's on my mind this week is the rookie QBs. Uh, The rookie QBs were awful last week. Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Jones, 0-4 combined, four touchdowns and 12 interceptions between the four of them. They were collectively sacked 19 times, combined passer rating of 43.1. That's not good in case you're new to passer ratings. Uh, Their teams lost by a combined 73 points, and the Bears managed a total of one net passing yard for the entire game which is 60 minutes football, one yard for the whole game is not great. What's going on here? What what do you think? The rookie QBs, they're a disaster. This is what's on my mind. The thing about most of these guys is they were drafted by the worst teams. That's how this works. So not a whole lot of surprise that they're struggling on these terrible teams, but as a group, 
they do seem to be worse than normal. I don't know if that's actually true. Would be interesting to compare years to see if we're just more aware of this group for whatever reason. Maybe there's more starting right off the bat than, than usual. But I can contribute a couple more points to the story. One, the highest rated rookie at the moment is Davis Mills, who had that prop. Now, granted, he's had one start. Other, you know, Zach Wilson's had had a few, but his rating's 80.9, which is not too bad. And they're not the only ones, to my point about, is this actually unusual? A few fun facts for, for the audience here. Peyton Manning, maybe you've heard of him, intercepted 11 times in his first four NFL starts. He turned out okay. Troy Aikman, my buddy, along with Jerry, 0-11 as a rookie with the Cowboys because they were awful. Kind of goes hand in hand. And for some reason, this article has one bullet point as John Elway was awful as a rookie. So I don't know what stats back that one up, but they- The eye test. It, so I'm the including eye test. It. This guy's random observation. Yeah. I mean, hey, who am I to judge? I didn't even find my own facts. I'm just reading from someone else's article. So there's that. Don't forget Dwayne Haskins, Josh Rosen, uh, you know, the, these guys that- are just kind of always bad. So that's the thing. You never know, is it going to be the the Peyton Manning story where he turns it around and is great, or is it going to be the Josh Rosen story where he just looks awful and never figures it out? Shil Kapati of The Athletic had a great story over uh, the offseason talking about average rookie QBs and just the average starting rookie QB. So good enough to start, they're typically the 23rd best quarterback for that year. So that's the average outcome. So that means some guys are worse than that. Some guys are better than that, but you're not usually getting top five. Uh, so, so maybe we should be easier. It, it has only been a few games and they are on bad teams. The average outcomes 23rd in the league. So, you know, maybe we should be easier, but this is a little bit of the Justin Herbert effect. He was so good last year. He was so good. And also, if you think back to Kyler Murray was pretty sick right away. Mahomes sat out that first year, only played in week 17 and then came in. So it felt, he felt like a rookie because we didn't experience it. So maybe he had the advantage of, of sitting on the bench for 16 games first and watching or 15 games, 16 weeks. So it's the Herbert effect is the Murray effect. It's kind of Mahomes. We're just used to these guys being really good. If they're going to be good, they tend to be really good right away. Daniel Jones. I mean, he's made some strides. He looks interesting sometimes, but mostly bad right away. So I, I mean, you know, usually they don't look this bad. Yeah, we'll see. I'd be interested to to look at, you know, the first three games for some of those guys you mentioned because Kyler's Lawrence, definitely Wilson gotten better. Well, I'm saying like Kyler, like, yeah, overall, when you're able to look at his whole rookie season, he looked awesome. Oh, like, Kyler, so Herbert, and Mahomes. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, you know, when we look back at, at Trevor Lawrence entire rookie year, we could be saying the same thing. He could turn it on any moment and look awesome. I mean, you know, it feels like the Jaguars and the jets are especially bad when compared to some of those other teams you mentioned, but there's no doubt. Justin Herbert is, is kind of a freak. I, I, from what I've read, he's next level in terms of understanding, you know, the football IQ and, and things like that. And, you know, that's the stuff that, kind of hard to quantify until you see him on the field. 
hard to believe that Tua was drafted by the Dolphins ahead of Herbert. Yikes. I mean, no one really argued with it at the time. I mean, I guess people were saying, is he healthy? But, you know, he should have, he, he would have been the number one pick had he not been injured. I know some people are still all over Tua and in the tank for Tua. I just, I don't see it. I've never seen it. It looks like a really good college quarterback to me. I, I hope I'm wrong. Seems like a nice guy, but I, I don't see it. I, I think the Dolphins should move on. They're, they owe their pick to the Eagles this year. That could turn out terrible. It could be a, a top eight pick or something. Uh, they thought they were going to be playoffs. They, they might not be. I don't know. Look, looks pretty bad. Okay, so which of these rookie QBs do you think will end the season the strongest between Lawrence, Wilson, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones? And we'll throw in Davis Mills. Well, we're forgetting one who hasn't seen the field much, and that's Trey Lance. So I am pretty big on Trey Lance, as big as you can be on someone that you know really hasn't played yet and that I didn't see in college. So you know, I guess what I'm saying is I've heard he's good. Zach Wilson, I, I haven't seen anything and and the jets uh, seem to just destroy any potential in people. So uh, Wilson's out for me. I, you know, I don't know if it's him or the jets or both, but I don't see that improving. Mac Jones seems very average and safe and maybe that's fine. That's what they wanted, but I haven't been too impressed. Justin Fields. I don't know what to think. Honestly, I, I thought he was going to be really good. And then he looked especially bad in his first start. So I got to say Trevor Lawrence, you know, the athleticism's undeniable. I think it's a, a matter of getting comfortable and, you know, letting him kind of be himself. Obviously Urban Meyer is a little bit lost. It, it appears, but if Trey Lance lives up to the hype, when it's all said and done, we, we could be talking about him. I want to believe in Lawrence. He's been a Uber prospect, you know, his entire life basically, but he he's saddled with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is like the guy at the office that's uh, watching the NCAA tournament on his computer. And then someone else comes by and he hits the boss button and like a fake Excel spreadsheet comes up like, but, and they're like, Urban, you are the boss. Like you don't need to be hiding this. He's, he's like checking out uh, home renovation on his, on his laptop, making everyone think he's watching film. He, he looks so disinterested. He's gone. After he's so, he's so done. He's going to be so done. Uh, the Bengals are going to rip their hearts out this week. It's confusing to me. Why is he disinterested? It's like, he didn't have to sign up for this. He chose it. So why, mm-hmm. why sign up for something? There's so much money involved, so much scrutiny he knew what he was signing up for, right? It may be his first time coaching the NFL, but he knows what level of scrutiny and, and attention and all that. So it's bizarre to me to see someone just, you know, not seem to be giving the effort or not seem to be engaged. I haven't paid enough attention to him to, to have the same take necessarily, but I've heard that enough now that, there must be something to it. So I just don't get it. I don't, I don't understand the point. He's already rich. He doesn't need the money. So why even do it? Why not just stay a broadcaster? And, you know, if you, if you want to kick back, you know, he already had a chance to do that. You ever take one of those jobs where it seems, you know, it's really ambitious and you're like, I want to do this. I'm going to get there. You know, like, oh, the pay is good. And then you get there and you're like, wow, wow, this is a ton of work. This is so much work. This is so much more than I ever thought would be involved in this particular process. I thought it was a really cool opportunity, you know, for whatever reason, whatever, you know, the coin that it is, whether it's 
exposure or actual money, whatever, whatever you're uh, being benefiting from, you think it's going to be great. And you're like, this is just so much work. It's so encapsulating. I think that's his, I think that's his vibe. He's like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, there's that too. I thought this was going to be just all football, no recruiting. It turns out there's a ton of stuff to do as a head coach. You got to go to meetings. You got to meet with the owner. You got to meet with the press. You get, there's so many things uh, outside of just being a football coach that I'm sure recruiting players is less time intensive in a different way, in a different well, way. I think some of it at least has to do with his shock that everyone's on an even playing field in terms of how much they can pay their players. He's like, guys, this is crazy. You're telling me everyone knows the salaries and there's a limit. Like I'm coming from a world where we have the biggest budgets and no one knows how much we're paying these guys. And so we can get the best players all the time. He comes to Jacksonville and he's like, man, this team kind of stinks. Yeah, we got the number one pick, but what about the rest of these guys? Can't we just pay more and get better guys? And they're like, no, man, uh, there's a salary cap. Like you got to work with what you've got. I I feel like that must be what happened. You have to outwork the other coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is terrible news. Yeah. I mean, not that that would ever happen in college football. I'm just speculating. All right. That brings us to our next segment. The unnecessary bet of the week. These bets are so Everybody go and grab your debit card. All right, let's start with some MVP odds. Check in, a little temperature check on MVP. Matthew Stafford, big win, big win over the Bucks. Tampa Bay's undefeated season, down the drain. This was really the one game early on that it looked like could sink them, and it did. On the road at LA, LA looks fierce. Stafford, 8-1. to one. What do you think? Of course, Kyler Murray, your boy, eight to one also. Maybe Mahomes, kind of a sleeper. Chiefs are one and two. They look human, but they've played three good teams. I'm not really worried about the Chiefs. I still think they go 12 and five or something, seven to one. Yeah, they'll be not fun. loving it, not loving it. But if they if they do win 10 straight or something, you know, obviously that, that might be looking good. Brady, seven to one. My favorite. I love Stafford, personally. You like Stafford? I'm going yeah. Herbert 20 to one. I mean, it's unnecessary. I agree. Uh, 20 to one. Sure. That's the beauty of betting is you see that plus sign, you see a few extra zeros out there and you're like, it could happen. Now, all the things that would have to happen for a Justin Herbert MVP, I don't necessarily see it, but Hey, is it more likely than Sam Darnold? Yeah, I think so. Sam Darnold, my favorite long shot, 80 to one. Now those kind of odds, what the hell, you know, throw a few bucks at it. Cause what's there to lose 80 yeah, to one. Put some I lettuce mean, on there. Yeah. 10, 10 grand, something like that. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Something small. Something small. Uh, how about Justin Tucker? Long shot. What, what should the odds be? I mean, I, I think he is the MVP for the Ravens definitely for last wow. week, but what what would what would it take for you to bet <laughs> uh, on a Justin Tucker MVP? I mean, what if he gets like three more of these? You know, what would be interesting is if you could bet on odds of receiving MVP votes. I don't know for sure, but there's got to be a, a vote, like right, because you can come in third or fourth. So to just even receive votes, I'm sure would be unprecedented. Has a kicker ever even received votes? That'd be amazing, and he should. So yeah, I, I mean, if I could get yeah, I mean, probably around the Sam Donald range on receiving votes, 80 to 100 to 1 on 80 to 1. <laughs> a few votes as MVP to actually win MVP. 
God, I don't even know the odds they even go up that high. He'd have to play. To one? He'd I have to know. play like wide receiver for a couple plays, catch a few touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he could do it. He's he's just you know one of the greatest athletes that's ever lived. Fifty straight field goals in the fourth quarter or overtime. Fifty. 50, 91% overall accuracy, 99% on extra points. I mean, greatest of all time and has a super bowl. How does he do it? It was great in college. Also. I mean, he's insane. He's so good. It's, it's the level of focus. That's the difference, right? I mean, if it was just about measurables, then it would be pretty easy to size up kickers, right? Like you can measure how far they can kick it in their accuracy and practice that it's, what do they do under pressure? It's like shooting free throws in a way, but you know, if you had to do it from different distances and, and different angles all the time and the difference with Justin Tucker compared to everyone else is it doesn't matter if the game's on the line, it doesn't matter if he's over 50 yards or over 60 yards away. It doesn't matter which hash, like he's always just as focused and locked in as, as he would be in practice. And, you know, he'll never reveal a secret, but there's something to the, the, his ability to retain his focus. Maybe it's natural. Maybe it's just how he is. But, you know, that's the difference. Should the U.S. men's soccer team, you know, really should they be going all in on just getting Justin Tucker some, somewhere on the squad, something? They have a free kick from 70 yards away. Right. I upper, would imagine upper he's, bar. I mean, you know, he's quite good at soccer. I can't imagine him being a scrub out there. And, hey, you know, what does U.S. men's team have to lose? Justin Tucker shows up for your rec squad game <laughs> during the NFL offseason, plays a little uh, striker for the rec, rec team on, on your soccer squad. I smell a commercial out of that one, man. I don't know who's who's contracted. Is it Adidas or, or who's got the Justin Tucker endorsement? But, man, that would be a great commercial. He shows up to the rec field next to the neighborhood, and they're like, maybe he's driving a car. Justin Tucker. You know, he's driving a Lincoln. Yeah, top down listening to some uh, ZZ Top and, you know, he comes out there and bam, he kicks the ball and the ball explodes. And then, you know, he rides off in the sunset and no one, and the kids are like, no one's going to believe this story. Justin Tucker just showed up and destroyed our ball. Drove away in a Lincoln with the top down. down. By Lincoln, where you too can kick a ball into fire. Yep. All right. So hit us up. Uh, GM or Adidas or whoever wants that ad will license it. No big deal. We'll give you a good price. If you call in the next five minutes. All right. No, give us your best bets of the week. All right. This week, I think I've been hacked because as I'm looking at the, the bets, I, I can't believe that this is my list. So uh, I might be tweeting a, my account's been hacked tweet later. The teams on this list, I, I absolutely hate, but the Cowboys, again, I'll say they look good. I don't like it. I wish I didn't say that, but they 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 continue to look good. I'll take them as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The Lions look feisty. They have had some heartbreakers. Um, I should say Cowboys favorites uh, against the Panthers at home. The, the Lions look feisty. They're getting three points on the road at Chicago, who – look like a mess. So I think Detroit's going to be competitive in every game that, that, that they look like that kind of team that they'll probably end up with a bad record, but they're all going to be close. So give me the points for Detroit pretty much the rest of the way. And then the giants who I, I especially hate 
seven and a half though. I think that's too much. They're at, at New, New Orleans. Orleans or wherever New Orleans is playing these days. Are they playing at home yet? Who knows? They are. Uh, yeah. Oh, they are. Okay. I don't think New Orleans is that good. So give me seven and a half. These all scare me. <laughs> these are the best bets. Well, I almost want like to take I the said, other side. Of I all. might be hacked. I don't know. Uh, except the Lions. I'm in on the Lions. They're one of my best bets too. Plus three. The public is also overwhelmingly in on the Lions. Apparently it's minus 120 versus even for the Bears. People are loving the Lions. They they play really hard now. But at some point, you know, they keep getting knocked down, like almost winning, but not quite coming back, but not enough getting down big, making a huge comeback, storming in. Can they just keep doing it though? At some point, don't they, don't they like need a breather? They're almost due for like a down week. I think they've been playing above their ability all three weeks of the season. And so now everyone's like in, I don't know. It just seems like a little obvious, but I, I like, I I'm definitely not taking the bears. They are a mess. Matt Nagy, first coach fired, uh, if if at all, if anyone this season, I think it'll be Nagy. So I, I love the lines there, but it, it worries me a little bit. I wouldn't want to go like full boat uh, on it necessarily. Panthers, Dallas, uh, this is really where we find out about the Panthers because they're 3-0, but against some weak competition, I mean, the Texans, the Jets, give me a break. You know, those are kind of free squares right now. So I don't think we know, but the defense seems really good. This is just a huge telltale week. So I don't mind Dallas four and a half. Four and a half is kind of a lot, but I don't, I don't mind that one. I like that one. Uh, Giants at New Orleans, that scares me. I mean, this is New Orleans coming into the Superdome for the first time all year. I don't know. It's, Giants look terrible. Giants look terrible. So that one, that one would scare me. I don't like to bet against the Saints at home. I like to find a spot where I like the Saints at home. Counter argument, Jameis Winston is the Saints quarterback now. That's a major problem. That's a huge concern. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they're all, and they're, they've been a little Jekyll and Hyde so far, right? They've looked amazing and they've looked terrible. So who's coming through the door, but I just think that first game back in New Orleans be rowdy. gives me the push. Yeah. I, I think it's gonna be rowdy. All right. Let me give you some of the ones I like the best. I got chiefs at Eagles, Andy Reed coming home. First time to play the Eagles since 2013, big red, He's coming back. Eagles fans, complex relationship with Andy Reid. It was frustrating at times, but clearly the best coach we've ever had at the same time. So I'm, I'm personally, as an Eagles fan, happy for uh, when the Chiefs win. I, I like Andy Reid. I root for Andy Reid. But they're one and two coming in the Eagles. I, I don't know. I mean, seven points is a lot on the road, but no way. I, I mean, I, I can't trust the Eagles to keep up with the Chiefs here. I don't think they're going to score that many points. I got under 55 started out under 55. I love that. It's already down to 54 and a half. So people are in on this movement. I like the under in chiefs Eagles. I don't see the Eagles keeping up with the chiefs offense. So the chiefs are going to score, but I don't think the Eagles will score enough to, to put it over. Eagles offense looked pretty rough against the Cowboys. I don't know what was up with the, the game plan, but 55 is a lot. Eagles defense is not terrible. Famous last words. So they'll, they'll only give up like Chiefs score 70. Just Chiefs are one and two. They need this win. Andy Reid, come back to Philadelphia. First time in eight years. I, Chiefs are going to, I mean, come on. But seven points is a lot on, on the road. Okay. Also, uh, give me Bucks at Patriots. Got to talk about this. Bucks at Patriots. I love this. Minus seven. Patriots are terrible. Bill Belichick is washed. Brady clearly thriving uh, without Belichick. Belichick. Not so much struggling without Brady. 
I think people are giving the Patriots way too much respect. They had a, they had a really confusing offseason. They're like, let's sign two tight ends, the big money. And people are like, savvy move by Belichick. And no one else would them. do this. Yeah. No one else would do this. Belichick must know something. No, no, they, they just didn't have anyone else to spend the money on. They, they, don't, they don't know anything. They're not using these tight ends in, in wildly creative ways or something. Stop giving the Patriots so much credit. They don't look that great. Bucks coming off a loss. I love the team coming off a loss. That's such a psychological motivator. Sharpens you up the next week in practice. Bucks minus seven on Sunday Night Football. Brady's going to get the passing record, uh, all-time passing record in the game at Foxborough all day. I saw that one. I was tempted to take it. The pause for me is it felt too obvious, and I can totally see a narrative playing out where everyone is on the Bucks destroying the Patriots and Belichick pulls some game plan out of his ass. And, you know, they pick off Brady three times and, you know, everyone's like, he still got it. I'm scared to bet against Belichick at home. Okay. So I don't like betting against New Orleans at home. You don't like Belichick at home. This is the respect that Belichick gets. I don't buy it. I think it's done. I think he's good coach. I don't think he's elite. Uh, He's certainly not an elite, you know, GM. Very, very questionable decisions. The drafts are not that great. People give them benefit of the doubt all the time. So we'll, we'll see. It, it will start at six I, I and a half. Nothing would make me happier than to see the Patriots miss the playoffs. It started at my six and a half, and now it's seven. So people are on the Bucks for sure. All right, give me your themed parlay of the week. There's a few mascots around the league that I don't know what they are. So I call this one the WTF mascot parlay and i know what's on their helmets i know what the mascot is but i don't know what the word actually is so the first one is chargers what the hell's a charger is this like a phone charger like a a a battery charger lightning bolt i I don't know it doesn't make sense to me a bill what's a bill like a dollar bill that the city is buffalo and that's what's on their helmets they have a buffalo on their helmets somebody tell me what a bill is The Washington football team didn't even bother. They just said, you know what? If this Native American thing, if we can't keep perpetuating these stereotypes, then fuck it. We'll just go no mascot at all. (laughs) So (laughs) brilliant move there. The Browns, they picked a color. Can you imagine if another NFL team just chose a color? Uh, I I guess, you know, it happened in baseball as well. But I I just want to see the next expansion team just be the purples. And then the Packers, I, I know that there's some story about, I don't know, meat packing plants or something. Is that what it comes? I'm got to be cheese, sure. right? Packing cheese. But again, the Packer, I don't know. We just, we get so used to these words when you think about it. It's like, what the hell's a Packer? And why is that equal cheese? I don't know. So the, the, the parlay is Packers minus seven at home against the Steelers. Steelers look like a mess. Bills minus 17 at home against the Texans. That's a crazy line in the NFL, but who's going to take the Texans with 17 points? Then we've got the Chargers at home, three-point favorites against the Las Vegas Raiders. Who am I missing? Oh, yeah, WFT. Minus one and a half on the road at Atlanta. Now, I got to admit, I don't feel great about that one, but it was necessary to have them in the parlay. Atlanta's Both those terrible. teams look pretty gross. I know. I mean, now that I'm looking at it, maybe give me the under on that one, 47 and a half. So we got five teams. What's this parlay paying out? 25 to one. Okay. Could happen. 
honestly, I don't think uh, any of these are, are too crazy. Of course, you're betting against the spread, not the money line. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get wild, tough. if you want to get wild, go go money line. Um, actually, they're all, yeah, they're all favorites. So, yeah, better off better off going spread. All right, so you got a favorites mascot play. That's it. All right, sounds good. The Browns, by the way, that's the name of the owner. So imagine naming yourself the the you you buy a football team you're like Cleveland Noahs, the Joneses. <laughs> So yeah, yeah uh, I think, think name after the owner, Buffalo Bill, historical figure. Is that what we're talking about? Is that what they're doing? Yeah, that'd be my guess. And Chargers, this one's actually pretty cool. It's well, kind of. <laughs> they're named after credit cards. Something like whoever owned them, like invented, or or like the Hiltons or something. Like they invent, he owned a hotel and he started accepting credit cards and you could charge things. Some something related to the owner and credit cards and charging. That's why they're called the chargers. Isn't that crazy? Then they just came up with this cool lightning bolt, which is like way cooler than saying we're a credit card team. Oh, we're uh, where you pay money and we take it all. Ugh, so yeah. acting like you're super cool. Lightning is such a great branding move, but I'm pretty sure it started out with something credit credit cards. I mean, that's really disappointing to know at that time, Panthers and Jaguars were still on the table. I mean, you choose a, a big cat and you choose a credit card or your last name. Yeah. I mean, it was a different time. The big cat is the ultimate choice for a mascot. Exactly. I mean, it's sad. You got the that speed and the ferocity. We wasted one in Jacksonville, but, you know, the alliteration was too hard to resist. All right. Let me tell you about mine. You had a all favorites home road mix. I'm giving you road dogs. Give me those lines at the Bears plus three. I'm taking the Panthers plus four and a half at Cowboys. I think Cowboys favored win, but I could see Panthers keeping up and give me the Colts getting off the mat plus two at the Dolphins. Not a believer in the Dolphins playing with the backup quarterback. Not really believing them anyway. Defense is good. But I don't think that seems anything special. Colts season is on the line here. They're 0 three. If they don't, if they don't win this, it's over. You got to think Wentz will be a little healthier this week. Colts could get blown out the door, but when it backs against the wall like that, I just think, give me the points. There's a pretty good chance they'll win. I definitely think they'll keep it close. They have to be going for it with everything they have this week. Certainly think Carson Wentz is the first man to play on two sprained ankles. I don't remember ever seeing that in an injury report before. Just the ankles plural in the injury report. Both sprained yeah. both ankles <laughs> and played. So yeah, that was either a all-time Roethlisberger move and just – play out play up the injury that way people always give you some benefit of the doubt if you just always seem hurt that's a big bin you know a staple or he really is incredibly tough and he's out there playing on two bad ankles all right let's get to our word from our sponsor let's hear a word from our sponsors today's episode is brought to you by cheryl's bags and mags where every bag comes with a free magazine you know you order a bag it's empty what is this all about? An empty bag? You order a bag and it's empty? Cheryl says, no, no, no more empty bags. Every bag, free magazine. Now, what kind of bag you order? Cheryl has any kind of bag you can want. You want a bag with zipper? She's got zippers. You want compartments? She's got bags with the compartments. You want something for your glove box? You can do that. Any kind of bag you can think of, Cheryl has it. And Cheryl curates a magazine to go especially with that bag. So you're getting a really curated, unique experience. This is a radical company that Cheryl's come up with. So you got the bag, say you want an urban messenger bag. 
comes with the New Yorker right there. Learn about the city events. Uh, you want a bag to organize the clutter in your house? Good housekeeping comes with it. Random issue, not the latest issue. It's not going to be last week's issue. It's going to be a random magazine that Cheryl has. So that's part of the fun. Maybe it's from 1987. Maybe it's from 2004. Maybe it's from the 60s. You don't know, whatever it might be. You want something for that glove box? Free car and driver, right? Just shoves it in the bag. You open the bag, you get the free car and driver. My favorite combination that she has is a leopard print weekender bag, something to go out with, going to Vegas, you're going somewhere, you want to be bold, leopard print weekender bag comes with what else but Animal Planet, Animal Planet magazine, random issue, Cheryl's Bags and Mags, the only place where they don't just tell you to go on a trip and be bored. They say, go on a trip and read this cool magazine from a random point in time. So you got the bag, you got the entertainment, you've got everything. Cheryl's Bags and Mags. Because purse is hard to rhyme with. See, this is classic Cheryl. I'm so glad we finally got her to sponsor the show because I've always appreciated her tagline. It's different. It's outside the box, but it's just classic Cheryl and her humor. And she's correct. Purse is hard to rhyme with if you think about it. And I, I see what she's getting at. If she would have gone like Cheryl's purses and hearses or, or I can't even think of a good one, you know, so bags and mags makes a lot more sense. It's clever. It's catchy. So, and we thank Cheryl for sponsoring today's show. All right, let's take a look at our last segment, Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball. Baseball playoffs are almost here. We've got about three games left for most teams. And unfortunately, in the AL race, it looks like the Yankees are pulling away. I would have personally taken anyone over the Yankees, but the Rays are in in that division. Uh, the Yankees you know, barring some sort of disaster here, they've gone eight and two in their last 10. So they, they look to have a spot and then Red Sox and Mariners are tied blue Jays one game behind them. So uh, Mariners have made a strong push nine and one in their last 10, four in a row. So good for them. Uh, I, I wouldn't hate seeing the Mariners get in. I like the, the blue Jays, but you know, that, that'd be awesome. My, my uh, you know, my best case scenario would be get the, the Mariners and blue Jays in there, but it seems like a stretch. Yankees are looking good. Eight and two in their last 10. Mariners, nine and one, as you said. Mariners, what, what, where are they coming from? What, this is, this got is them. I'm rooting for the Blue Jays. I like their vibe. I like their players. Give me Vlad. Give me Bichette. I, I just like those guys. I'm really rooting for them. They're right there. We might be one year early. Strikes me as a team that, you know, they'll play a regular season. You know, they weren't, they were on the road the whole year. Until recently, they got to go back to Toronto. But you watch some of those games on TV. The Rogers Center is electric. They're it, it's a it's a good baseball atmosphere right now. So um, they're going to have to go three and zero though, right? I mean, they, you know, they still have a chance, but it's diminishing for sure. Yeah, a playoff Blue Jays team is good for baseball. I mean, the our generation grew up with you know the the Joe Carter memories, and and that was a. Uh, that was a fun time. So I, I hope to see uh, that, that was maybe the worst moment of my childhood. Thanks for helping me relive that. Blue Jays, 13% chance of make the playoffs. So let's hope. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. It's not looking good. National league. I mean, Padres are under 500 for the first time all season with like five games. I mean, to go, did they give up? 
six in a row, one and nine. One and nine. I don't like know what they just gave up. It's a total mess. It's a total mess. Phillies are done. Braves are done. National League's looking not not as compelling as the American League, except for the Giants and Dodgers, who are somehow Cardinals still having to play. Oh, that's true. Speaking of what the hell, the Cardinals went nuts. They win like 16 straight or something before. uh, I think they just recently lost. But yeah, they they were just them and the Mariners, man, just went nuts. They've been on a roll. They've earned it. I mean, that's what every team dreams of. You know, you got 15, 16, 20 games left. You're like, what if we just cranked off a whole run? What if we just did it? And they actually did. So, yeah, we'll see. It'll be a good taste of, uh, if momentum matters in, in the playoffs. So we'll see. Uh, okay. I'm looking forward to the other Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals at Rams. This is my game of the week here. I can't wait to watch this. Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, MVP battle. Cardinals at Rams. I'm not convinced the Cardinals are that good. I am convinced the Rams are good. But, you know, I, I think it could be a really good game here. So I, I just want to watch that. You can gamble on it if you want, but I just think it's going to be a good game um, no matter what in that sense. And give me the Raiders or Chargers on Monday Night Football. I want to see if the Raiders are for real. I want to see if the Chargers are for real. This is this is a little bit of a inside track on the division. Kansas City, one and two. They got to still be the favorites, but Raiders at Chargers, it might be the winner of this game makes the playoffs. You know, you might look back and there's a one game difference between these teams and it was who won on Monday night. So Raiders are looking really good. Chargers, Chargers looking salty. So I'm just looking forward to those two games. Those are my two favorite games that I'm uh, can't wait to watch this week. Prime time, baby. And that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. Noah, thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. We look forward to talking to you next week. And in the meantime, stay jinxed. Tune in next week for some fun facts about Cooper Cup. <laughs>